Hello friends and welcome back to the Seems Like Diet Culture podcast. It is Mallory and Otis coming to you live today. If you guys don't know who Otis is, it is my cat and he will not leave me alone. I actually brought in a blanket for me to be under because I've been cold today because my partner literally always wants to keep the house so cold. I want to keep it warm. It's just, you know how it goes. So we compromise (laughs) and keep it at a level that is an in-between. But today, it's been a little bit chilly for me. So I brought in a blanket to the closet where I record. And he has now confiscated it. But at least he's sitting because what he does is he will literally claw to get in the closet door. And then you can hear it when I'm recording, which obviously defeats the whole purpose. Anyways, welcome to the Mallory and Otis show. (laughs) Actually, though, I'm so excited you're here. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I am your host and registered dietitian, Mallory Page. And this is a podcast where we sift through all the nutrition and wellness information out there. And then I give you the no BS answer about if it's legit or not. Basically, you ask yourself, this kind of seems like diet culture, but is it? And I answer, oh, why, yes, it is. Or, No, it's not. And at the end of it all, I give you a ranking on a scale of 1 to 10, how diet culture-esque, how diet culture-ridden it is. Now, this episode was actually not one that I have planned. I had planned. I have a podcast on fitness trackers, 10K steps, all that good stuff coming next week that I am so freaking excited for. When I created this podcast, I wanted it to be a space where I could actually respond to situations that came up that were receiving a lot of publicity or a lot of chatter in the moment. Because that's the beauty of a podcast. I used to be on YouTube and I still have videos up on there and I love YouTube, but it can take quite a while to get something from start to finish on there because of editing and all of that stuff. Whereas versus podcasting, you can just come sit in your closet and just get the information out there that you want to share. So We're talking about Kim K at the Met Gala, specifically her Met Gala diet. Also, I do want to preface, I feel like lately I've been having some just like speech mix mismatching. It's just, I don't know what it is. So if you hear me kind of mumble around the different words or jumble around the different words, I'm so sorry. I am working on it. But you know those days when your mind is just all scrambled? I feel like that's where I'm at now. Anyways, let's dive into it because I want to really get into the meat of this topic today. And I will say I almost didn't make this podcast episode because I just feel like there's a lot of conversation going on about this. But I put up a poll and so many of you guys said you did want to see this content and I am going to take a different approach than what you may have seen in the media. And some people may not like what I'm going to say. Some people may really resonate with it. Either way, I want to give the real deal. I just hit my microphone. Sorry if you heard that or my headphones. Educated opinion on this topic. And I actually think it's a lot more complex than what meets the eye. So if you're not as familiar with the whole Kim K. Matt Gallagher extravaganza, first of all, where have you been? (laughs) I'm just kidding. But it really started, obviously at the Met Gala, but more so even after when Vogue released this article. It's called Kim Kardashian Takes Marilyn Monroe's Happy Birthday Mr. President Dress Out for a Spin. So if that 
doesn't explain the whole situation. There's this iconic dress. It's was bought by Marilyn Monroe years ago. I mean, a long time ago now for something like $4,000 at the, at this time in this day and age, it would have been like $13,000. It's very expensive gown, but Kim actually bought it for, I think four or $5 million. So it is a very sought after and meaningful gown that was meant to fit the whole theme of the Met Gala, basically, which was, if I'm remembering right, some kind of like American, let me just find it. It is, it is called the American something. One second. Okay. I was wrong with the American. It is called Gilded Glamour, but that arose from New York's Gilded Age when excess and grandiosity defined the decade in the fashion there. So you can think very big, bold, kind of fancy vibe. Anyways, the dress obviously fits the theme. But the issue that came up with the dress and something that I do think is important for people to understand is obviously it was worn by Marilyn Monroe, who has a very different body type than Kim Kardashian, and it was not custom fit to Kim. They did not change the dress. It was either that she fit into the dress or she did not wear it. So this really gives us the starting point to the conversation. Now, the whole drama comes up in what Kim did. And as you can imagine, she did make the decision to fit into the stress. And so Vogue published this article that went not only in depth into the whole creation of Kim Kardashian wearing it, but more so even into what she did in order to be able to wear it. So I do want to say this is the time to put in a trigger warning because the article does discuss specifics and I want to be able to read through that. So if you do not feel like dieting practices that are quite extreme are suitable for you to hear right now, I do suggest you clicking out. Although I'm very thankful you're here, your health and mental health is the most important to me. So giving you you that chance and we are going to go into it. So she decided that in order to fit into the dress, she would go into this, as she called it, strict diet to get her closer to her goal. She wore a sauna suit twice a day. She ran on the treadmill, completely cut out all sugar, all carbs, and just ate the cleanest veggies and protein. She described it as that she didn't starve herself, but was so strict. And then... After the whole event, which I will say on the red carpet, she did speak about this. She told people that she was doing all of this stuff. She spoke about how starving she was. She also put up Instagram stories with all these pizza and donuts, all of these different things that she indulged in, as she said, after the event and ate so much and everything that she wasn't allowed to have. So this kind of conversation is what sparked the controversy. And people went off about 
everything surrounding this decision. And that is what I want to give my two cents on today. Here's the thing for me. I don't think that Kim is the person we need to be focusing on in this conversation. And I know that some people are really not going to like this. And that's okay. But at the end of the day, although Kim has a lot of people following her and she has a big responsibility that you would hope she would carry with stride to set a good example to those that look up to her, she is still someone that is affected by diet culture. And it sucks that that's the case and that she isn't above this desire to lose weight and these disordered habits. And at the end of the day, a very clear kind of binge and restrict cycle. But we put a lot of emphasis and a lot of focus on everything that Kim did wrong, but it is her choice. And we do know that the Kardashians are not a great example of having a healthy relationship with food and with body image. We know that they get work done to look a certain way. We know that they eat a certain way to have a certain type of body. We know all these things about them, and yet we still look to them to give us direction or to be role models. And I do feel like when we put that expectation out there, we're going to be let down time and time again. So yes, does it suck that there are so many people following her, seeing the amount of weight that she lost in quote-unquote three weeks, supposedly, seeing this really unsustainable and healthy diet and thinking, oh, maybe I should do this too. It does suck. But should Kim be the conversation starter? I don't think she should. Or Kim is a conversation starter. Should she be the center of the conversation, though, and about what the problematic parts of this conversation are? I personally would say no. Now, what I think is the most problematic, the most frustrating about this is the fact that she was given the platform to share this specifically. Yes, there are many, many people that follow Kim on Instagram. I mean, she has like hundreds of millions of followers or is that how you say it? Millions? I'm not good with math stuff. But she did not talk in depth about all the things that she did to get into this dress on Instagram. I follow her. I don't follow her super closely, but I think it's interesting to track this type of stuff that happens. And from my understanding and from what I've seen in the media, she didn't share anything about this quote-unquote diet that she was doing to lead up to it. And she did share those Instagram stories about the after the fact, but I do think those, although still harmful, are not what create the biggest sense of harm. The problem here is the fact that there are still incredibly influential media outlets such as Vogue that claim to be quite progressive, that try to position themselves as, I would argue, empowering for women 
And then they put out articles like this. They give a platform to disordered eating. They are the ones that asked Kim specifically what she did to fit into this dress. They are the ones that published specifics on the disordered eating practices that she utilized in order to do this. She would not have explained these 100% for sure on her Instagram. Vogue did. Vogue did it for her. And that is the problem. We are in 2022 and there are still articles, outlets, media that think that this type of behavior is okay, that think that she should be praised or think that it's okay to throw this into an article. I just cannot believe that. Even advertising stuff like sauna suits still, it feels like we're back in the 2000s. To me, this is the problem. What I will say about this is, as I looked through media articles, there was a very interesting and stark difference between responses. You had the articles, media outlets that were posting stuff about how Kim lost blank number of pounds, which I'm not going to say on here. Of course, you can look it up, but I just feel like try to keep it less triggering if possible, but how she lost blank number of pounds and the diet you need to do to fit into the dress. But there were also articles that were speaking about the backlash. And I do want to mention that this backlash that we've had is so huge. Think about years ago. There would be no negative coverage of this or someone that did talk about this would be made fun of, shunned. I even got that. When I posted about this on my Instagram, I have a reel about it. And there were definitely people that commented, oh my gosh, people always know how, Kim knows how to get people talking. People are so sensitive these days, blah, 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 blah. Imagine how loud that would have been years ago, even a couple years ago. So the fact that there's this big of a response for it, that I see it all over my For You page and all over the news and that it's such a big topic of discussion shows the progression that we've had in our society. And there's no question about that. But this article still shows that there's a lot of room for change. And I think especially in Hollywood. I think that the people are almost too close to it that release these articles to think to themselves, hey, is this normal? Is this helpful? Is this sending the message that we need to be sending to young women and young men and even just anyone that could be struggling or may not be struggling? So I want to start it off with that, but next I want to share some of your guys' thoughts on this as a little intermission. I put up a question box on my Instagram a few hours ago, and you guys had a lot of interesting things to say. So some people felt really agitated with Kim. They said that she sets booty standards, so it sucks that losing weight for her clothes was the route chosen. Chosen. That was Katie. Someone, I, I'm not exactly sure of her name, based off her username, said, bring down the Kardashian empire, tone deaf at all times. Someone else 
named Colette said, not surprising that she seemed proud for weight loss. Their looks slash bodies are the main PR system, but the reaction shows how times have changed. Jess said, she's basically glorifying disordered eating and lead up for events and it's so upsetting. So lots of people did have some frustration towards Kim, which as I said, I think is understandable. But to me, is not the area where we're going to make a change. The Kardashians are the Kardashians. Many people love them. Many people hate them. I think they're fascinating. I think they're very intelligent in their strategies. And it is a big bummer to me that this happened. But I do feel like the bigger picture to this is not just what Kim did. So some of the other people in the chat wanted to focus more on kind of the whole message that this sends. Marissa talked about how this is exactly what we don't need from women, especially right now with everything going on, especially with a platform like hers. And I think this is really important. I saw a message that actually said, dieting is always a distraction because even with what's going on in the world with women's rights, this is still what we're talking about. That really hit me deeply because I just feel like so much of the time women are just really boiled down to, that's not what I'm trying to say, our worth is boiled down to so little. It, it makes us seem like all we do is focus on fitting into dresses and eating restrictive diets and women are so much more than that. And in the wake of everything that's happening in society right now, it, it seems very exemplified. We have this huge, huge movement going on with Roe versus Wade being overturned. And then we also have Kim Kardashian talking about her sauna suits. Like, wow. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It just, it feels very significant. Now, Hannah said... We can take this as a good reminder about how far we've come in dismantling diet culture because of how much of an uproar, uproar it's caused. But we also need to realize how subtle diet culture has become. It's sneaky and it's using different tactics. I could not agree with that more. Summer said, I understand what she wanted to wear that exact... I understand that she wanted to wear that exact dress, but altering her body to fit but altering it to fit her body is fine. She should have not shared the message that she used directly to starve herself. Kendall said, gives me shredding for the web weddings vibe and I don't love it. Elodie says she can wear whatever she wants. It's her own body, but she cannot publicly share dangerous and damaging ideas. So, oh, and I have to mention that Kylie said, not just seems like diet culture, 1000% diet culture. Are we even in 2022? I loved that comment. <laughs> so I just wanted to share those different perspectives because I know we're all responding to this different. And I also think my audience is much more in tune with the whole idea of how this can be damaging. But I do want to mention that even just in reels, messages that I've seen from other people, they say she really wanted to wear a dress. There was no other option. And this is just what makes the most sense. Why is everybody so sensitive? I had comments on my Instagram, like I said, that were more along the lines of 
everyone is so triggered by everything these days. Let her do whatever she wants. And Kim always knows how to make people talk about her, etc., etc. And so, with all of this being said, I don't feel like we really need to fixate on this specific experience much more. But I do think that what's more important is the takeaway from this. Because Kim did what she did. Vogue did what they did. The media did what they did. People had the response that they did. And everyone's going to think differently. But what makes me sad are the people that I know viewed these specific habits and are thinking to themselves, okay, this is what I need to do. This is what I'm going to do for the wedding this summer. This is what I'm going to do to get to that weight that I want. This is what I'm going to do to be loved, to be worthy, to be good enough, to change my body, to fit into this size. And that is what makes me sad because this is the way that diet culture infiltrates our minds. And that's what I was trying to express with Kim is obviously it infiltrates their minds too, right? They focus so much on how they look and how much that value makes them valuable and their worth. And yes, of course, they make a lot of money about it from it. So I'm not asking people to feel bad. But when we really get down into it, that's what sucks about all of this. If you are the woman or the man that is reading these habits and thinking to yourself that this is what you can do, I urge you to remember that you do not need to. Clothes are meant to fit our body. You are not meant to fit into clothes. And just like this article said, with a few months to go before the gala, there were only two choices, slim down to fit into the wedding or find something else to wear. In her mind, there was only one option. It was this or nothing. If you think that to yourself, I really hope you remember that it's not this or nothing. It, it is find what makes you feel good. Because at the end of the day, this doesn't bring happiness. It doesn't. I would be so curious to hear how Kim actually felt on this day. Being starving only thinking about how hungry she was, only waiting for those donuts and those pizza. Did she really get to enjoy the event? Did she really get to fully embrace her life? And we're talking about this at the Met Gala for celebrities. So I guess they can say, all right, well, it had the response that I wanted. It, it got people talking or whatever else that PR move was for their family that makes them money. But we're real people here. You listening to this podcast... I'm not saying that they're not real people, but they live in an alternate universe to what most of us do. And I can confidently tell you as someone that has done ridiculous stuff to look a certain way for an event, it never makes you happy. You know what does make you happy? Not having to restrict, not having to binge, being able to be present in an experience, having something else to talk about as a woman or as a male than just being belittled to the diet that you did to lead up to an event. You are better than that. You are more than that. You are a person. You are a brother, a sister, a mother, a daughter, a friend, 
a partner, a wife, a husband. You are valuable. Not because of what dress you can fit into, but because you are who you are. And if the Kardashians, if Kim wants to make this part of who she is, that's her choice. But that doesn't mean that it's the right choice and that doesn't mean that it makes her happy. I just feel so sad thinking about the people that will see this and imagine that this is the fix and lose weeks of their life and lose memories, lose connection, lose experiences at any event because they feel like they need to do this in order to feel happy. And the truth is, is that you will never feel happy in your body just because you hit a certain number or wear a certain dress because acceptance comes from within. It's not just a look. It's not just a number. It's not just a size. It's not a piece of clothing. It's, it comes from you. So please remember that you are so much more than your body. And also life is so much more than fitting into a dress or an event. Just a question that I would ask yourself is, if I've ever done this in the past, if I've ever hit a certain size, number, weight, whatever it is, when I got there, was it good enough? And this often answers any question or hesitation that you had in your mind. I thought I was going to keep this short, but here we are nearing our 30-minute mark. I always just have so much to say about stuff like this, and I think the conversation could go on forever, and I believe it's very complex, but I hope that this helped you to feel like you had a takeaway. You had a way to grapple with this information and also to give yourself and other people grace while also holding the entities, people accountable that need to be held accountable more. At least that's what I definitely took away from this this moment. I typically leave you guys with some tips at the end. I think that last question that I just shared is a great tip to ask yourself, but I would also just say that the biggest tip is do what feels good to you. Don't change anything. Never change anything for an event or for anything or anyone. It's just the best way to enjoy your life is to continue with habits to feel your best. And, and that's the best tip of them all. Now, the last thing that we have left is to rank this bad boy on a scale of 1 to 10. And Kylie kind of already alluded to my answer. But guys, this is a literal 10 out of 10 diet culture moment. No joke. No questions asked. I didn't think I'd get a 10 out of 10 this early on in the podcast. But when I say 10 out of 10, I don't think that this is a... Wow. Whoa. See, that's the words I'm talking about. I don't just think that this is like, oh, Kim is awful. She's a 10 out of 10 in terms of diet culture. But I'm talking about the entirety of this. The article, the, the habits, Kim's desire to fit into the dress, 
all of that is diet culture and diet culture as the root of all of this. And that shows how insidious it is. And even celebrities, the most wealthy, famous people in the world are still affected by diet culture. And that, that is some real freaking crap. Again, I can't decide if I want to cuss on this podcast. It just seems easier not to, you know, so you can listen to whatever. You can listen to it with your kids around. You can listen to it in the car, walking, doing anything. <laughs> I feel like I'm delirious. What in the heck? I really enjoyed making this episode and I'm really loving this podcast. Your guys' support means so, so much to me. When you share in your story, when you write a review, when you leave a... Uh, what is it, a rating on Spotify or on Apple? You know how on Spotify you can't do a reviews, but you can do a little star. It, it just makes my day. If you are inclined to write a review, please send it to me. Every single week, I choose a review of the week and I send you a little, a little gift card to Starbucks to send my appreciation I'm doing every week for the first month, and then I'll probably drop down to once a month because, you know, your girl's not made of Starbucks money. But I just want to share how much it means to me. So if you want the best chance of getting your Starbucks, definitely share it this week. Put it on your story. Send me a screenshot of you leaving that rating, review, anything, and you'll be entered to win. Plus, this is the last chance call to get your application in for Live Unrestricted. I actually closed signups last week, but I had some requests, or I closed it on Sunday night, but I had a few requests to open up a few consults this week because we start and kick off this Sunday. So this would be like the last chance if you're hearing this now. It's my 16-week transformative group coaching course. And let me tell you, if you are thinking about, if you were even questioning for two seconds, Kim K's little extravaganza diet here, it is for you. (laughs) Well, I really appreciate you guys being here. I hope that you enjoyed this. I know I enjoyed this. I can't wait to see you next week. That fitness tracker podcast will be coming as well. And it's a good one. So you're definitely going to want to follow. And I'll see you guys back here very soon. Link to everything is in the show notes, how to follow me how to apply to live unrestricted. I'll even link the articles for you guys. No, I'm not. I'm not going to link the articles because I don't want you guys going to read through them because they're not the best, but love you. Talk to you next week. All right. I'm back because I literally went out, went on Instagram and I saw the new drama that was unfolding that I do feel like changed some of my opinion on this. Not majorly, but it felt like the whole podcast would be missing a key element if I didn't address this. So if you have not seen the update, there was released footage of Kim. And the reality is the dress did not fit. So it wouldn't get over her butt, basically, which... It's not that surprising. (laughs) And they just had her wear a shawl over it, which 
I remember seeing her walk up the stairs, so I think that they had to have done something else to put a panel in there, I think, or something along those lines. But what I think this really highlights is the second bummer of this that I actually do feel like reflects more on her, that she lied about it. That's something that really bothers me because she could have just said she didn't fit in it and she didn't. And she made it seem like she did this diet to do that, which I feel like the beauty, the silver lining is, of this is that it shows us even more clearly that this stuff doesn't work. It doesn't work. It didn't even work for her who has all the access to the re most resources in the entire world for this stuff. So that's the silver lining is it almost disproved this more clearly. So I'm grateful that it came out, but I do really feel like it reflects on her. It is very negative that someone would lie about this type of stuff. And it's really a bummer to see that. So I did want to bring this up and also just highlight that if you were questioning it, it doesn't even work. This diet wasn't even what got her into the dress because it ended up not fitting. So it kind of even brings up the question, why did she need to do that? You know, why did she need to to go on that diet or even mention it in the end if it really didn't even get her to that point. So kind of a whole other realm of thoughts, but that's the last little add-in that I want to have and I'll see you guys next week.